The Successful Servant Leader Podcast is all about the pioneer woman on her unique journey of becoming and being who God has called her to be. The divine connection between the wealth mindset and success in every area of our lives can no longer be denied. Successful Servant Leader teaches us how to increase our confidence and strategically and effectively serve while in the pursuit of success in our lives, our faith, and our businesses. I'm your host, Victoria Grace, and welcome to the show. Hey, SSL fam, welcome back. I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you so much for tuning in and being a part of this movement, okay? Give yourself a pat on the back for intentionally choosing to be a part of this conversation that will surely help us all level up spiritually, personally, and professionally. Now, if you're new here, welcome. Go ahead and make sure that you hit that subscribe button on whatever app you're listening on. You will surely get a fresh episode on either the wealthy place, healthy behavior change, and current topics related to the modern day servant leader every single week. Happy new week. I pray that your last week was off the chain. And if it wasn't, that's okay. Let's do what we can together to make sure that this week is off the chain. So before we hop in, let me go ahead and spill our tea for this week. So first on the list is an invitation to join me on our weekly prayer call. Um, I've been doing a prayer call since the middle of 2019, y'all, and it hasn't stopped since then. So if you are interested in joining, it is every single Wednesday, 7 a.m. Central Standard Time, and the access information is in the show notes. Second on our list is our five-day Grow Your Faith devotional challenge is still available at the link in the show notes. The five-day Build Your Confidence in Your Faith challenge is exactly what you need to start growing your relationship with God. This email devotional was created to equip modern women of faith, especially you with biblical truths to aid you in laying a solid foundation for your relationship with God while gaining confidence to begin your journey to becoming the successful servant leader and wealth builder he has called you to be. And lastly, I want to let you guys know that your girl has been very consistent on YouTube. Like I said, probably in a few episodes back, I don't talk about it too much that I even post on YouTube. I post and whoever sees it, they see it, but I want to share it with you guys because we just had our first episode go out of Wednesday Word. And it's actually not an episode. I like to think of it more as a segment and I'm really excited for that journey. So if you are interested in YouTube, if YouTube or long form videos are your thing, I do weekly vlogs as well as you will see some Wednesday word videos in there. And we just had our very first one go up. So the link for that is in the show notes as well. Now, let's discuss tackling mistakes as leaders and pioneers in Christ. And I think that this is a perfect time to tackle this topic, mistakes as a leader, mistakes as a pioneer, because if you are not on the internet, I will catch you up. But our pastor from Transformation Church, and mind you, I think I talked about him one other time on this podcast. I do not 
watch Transformation Church every single Sunday, but I do like a lot of Pastor Michael Todd's teachings. His Stronger series and his Crazy Faith series, I even used for a couple of our sermon series of the month inside of the Inner Circle membership. And so with that being said, you know, he has been around for quite some time. He is actually kind of new to me, but I know he's been around for some time, but found out about him last year and the series and the topics that he does. And I was like, okay, he be saying some good stuff, right? And so ever since then, I have dibbled and dabbled in watching his sermons. Um, But he's not a every day or every week pastor for us, if that makes sense. And so if you have not been on the internet, let me catch you up. He decided that in his sermon this past Sunday, He was going to literally show and tell (laughs) about Jesus healing the blind man with the mud and the spit. And so he took it upon himself to spit in his hand and put that spit on his brother's face. Now, off rip, your girl does not do good with bodily fluids. That is why I could not follow in my mother's footsteps and become a nurse. That was just not my thing. Okay. Uh, My sister, she is going to school to be a nurse and she's really good at that kind of stuff. And me, on the other hand, I am not. And so I'm going to be honest with you guys. I have some points that I want to talk about. And I want to hit and then I have three main points that are really going to drive this this conversation home for us. But when I first saw it, I was like very confused. Let's just start with that. I was very confused and I'm like, they make it up stuff. You know, the Internet is always making up things. Right. So I'm just like, this is made up. And then I continue to see it. And I was just. In my head, I'm like, oh my goodness, another reason for people, first of all, to come for Christianity, to come for Christians, and another way or another route for distraction and criticism, right, of our faith. And y'all, it uh, it irks my nerve when people want to criticize our faith, but that's a whole different, a whole different conversation. Anywho, those are my initial thoughts. First, I was in in denial. I said, no, it must be fake. (laughs) Then I was upset, like, dang, now you got people talking about Christianity in a bad way, because obviously if it's being posted on the Internet, everybody and their mama has an opinion. Right. So I'm seeing all that. So those are my first two reactions. And then next was that this is a distraction from the actual message that he was trying to get to. Now, I did see a few clips, right? So I saw a few clips and I could not watch them because like I said, I am not good with bodily fluids or anything like that. And so seeing those clips, I couldn't even finish watching them. I tried and once I saw him spit in his hand and then kind of like he was reaching for the spit in the back of his throat, y'all like child I could not watch the rest I'm like that I'm like what is really going on here like what in the world and so I didn't finish watching it I did not watch the whole thing I was literally looking at it as if I was watching a scary movie like I I, because I was literally gagging and so 
I decided to just do some research without having to actually watch it to see, okay, what is this sermon actually supposed to be about? And if you are familiar with Transformation Church, it's a very, very large church. They have a lot of money. And so I know one of the individuals who helps with their media. And so I know that they put all types of descriptions, everything that you need right into the show notes on YouTube. And so I went ahead and read the show notes and I went and I listened to the beginning part of the sermon as well. And so the message was very clear that it can get nasty when it comes to saying yes to Jesus, following Jesus, doing whatever it is that he told you to do. And I totally get that. I am here for the message. Okay. I am totally here for the message. And that is what kind of gets me upset a little bit is that because of what he did, the message has been overshadowed. Now, if you go to YouTube, you see a lot of Transformation Church listeners, watchers, and members are in the comments and they are in support of him and they totally got the message. A lot of people said, you know, this was exactly what I needed to hear. It was so good for me. And that's really great, right? However, we got to talk about the the conversation at hand here. Mistakes as leaders in Christ, mistakes as pioneers in Christ. Now, The first thing I want to say before I get into any of my points is that I am not judging him. I am not judging him. I am not God. I am not the Holy Spirit. I am not Jesus. So I do not have the power or the authority to judge anybody, point blank, period. And so if you found yourself judging him, or if you can look back and you found yourself judging anyone else for decisions that they have made, please remember that we all fall short of the glory of God and you should go and repent for that. And sometimes our judgment can be inadvertent, like it wasn't meant as judgment, but we have to be able to check our hearts on that. And if we go to Matthew chapter seven, it literally has a whole section that says, do not judge others. Verses one through six says, do not judge others and you will not be judged for you will be treated as you treat others. The standard you use in judging is the standard by which you will be judged. And why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? Okay, the Bible. (laughs) Now, the Bible, be they be coming for people. Y'all was coming for God. You was coming for people when you wrote this. Okay, It, it says, and why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? How can you think of saying to your friend, let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own eye? Hypocrite. First, get rid of the log in your own eye. Then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. Don't waste what is holy on people who are unholy. Don't throw your pearls to pigs. They will trample the pearls, then turn and attack you. Now that that is out of the way, I also saw a lot of criticism towards Mike's wife. I don't even know her name for real. Oh, Natalie. Her name is Natalie. And... In response to his apology that he put on Instagram and I felt as though it was a sincere apology, but I did like how he put in there. His goal was never to distract and to be a distraction. So 
I know that people are criticizing his apology. People are criticizing the sermon. People are criticizing his actions during the sermon in the pulpit because y'all, it was disgusting. Okay. We're not taking that away from the situation. Okay. But we're talking about the full picture here. And then I saw that other individuals were also criticizing his wife because they felt like her response was condescending and kind of just accepting whatever it was that he did. And first things first, that's his wife. What do you expect her to say? (laughs) I don't understand what people expect someone to say about their spouse in the media, in social media. I I don't understand that. If that had been my husband, I'm going to stick beside him. (laughs) I'm going to stick beside him. Now, when we get home, I'm going to be like, now, bae, I don't you got to help me understand what was this? What happened here? Because that was disgusting. I don't know how the conversation went and I'm sure maybe they had that conversation, but at the end of the day, I'm a stick beside him. So Natalie went ahead and reposted his video apology that he put on his Instagram. And she said, I support this man 1000% and would choose him over and over again. Husband, the way you lead and handle difficult situations is way better than me. My page is for positivity, encouragement, and a glimpse of my home life. So if you have anything negative to say after him addressing, apologizing, and showing his humility enough to address those who are speaking so hateful about him, do yourself a favor and unfollow me or get blocked. Okay. She said, try Jesus. And I'm sure she meant she was probably going to put it on there. Try Jesus, not me. And I totally get where she's coming from because at the end of the day, that is her husband. Like, yes, he made a huge, huge mistake. He did not kill anybody. He did not beat anybody. You know what I'm saying? He did not. It was a very extreme mistake. We're not going to look past that. A very, very extreme mistake. However, In the situation, I'm not going to bash him any more than he's already being bashed. Okay, so I wanted to definitely address that. And if you had any judgment for Natalie, Miss Natalie Todd, you need to go ahead and repent as well, especially if you are not married and they are one. That is her husband. Like, (laughs) I don't understand what people don't get about that and what they expected for her response to be. If I'm a check my man, I'm not going to check him on social media and I'm not going to talk down to him. I'm going to talk up to him and we're going to try to figure out what went wrong here and how we can be better together in the future, especially leading such a large congregation, having such a large following. But that's also what we're going to talk about as well. Having this large following, having this mantle that God has given him, but y'all get it. We want to finish. We want to close off on the wife note. She going to stick beside him. Now, like I said before, there are three major points that I really want to talk about in regards to the mantle that we all have as leaders and pioneers in Christ, whether you are a leader in your household or whether you are a leader and a pioneer in over something as large as what 
Pastor Mike Todd is over. And, you know, I'm very, very skeptical sometimes when it comes to who I listen to and how I perceive and take in what it is that they are teaching, especially since God has just continued to grow and evolve me on my spiritual journey. And I'm nowhere near perfect. And that is why I have to try three times as hard to make sure that I am guarding my eye gate and my ear gate. And so when I said before that, you know, I've used some of Pastor Mike's series and teachings within the inner circle is because God led me to those teachings and to those series to share with the people that he's called me to steward over. And so the first point that I want to talk about is entertainment in ministry. And I think that this is a huge one and it really applies to not just Pastor Mike, but a lot of individuals in ministry today because everybody feels like everything is and should be a show. And that's just not the case. And if you know anything about Pastor Mike and Transformation Church, now don't get me wrong, they have some really great worship sessions. In my opinion, they really do. They worship. They worship the Lord. Like, and that's why I'm not here bashing Pastor Mike. I'm not about to say he's a false preacher or false teacher or anything like that. Because like I said, we all fall short of the glory of God. And I call him a pioneer in the fact that he is one of the first pastors that I have seen take his teachings from a figurative and just a book sense to actually on the pulpit and on like a stage. And I'm not faulting him for that. And if you're on the internet or if you are just in modern day media, (laughs) then you know that he has circled around and gone viral a few times for some of his extreme ways of portraying the gospel and just portraying the word of God, which I agree with a lot of it. I think that it is cool because a lot of people are visual learners. I am a visual learner. I like to see things moving. I like video. I can get bored easily just sitting in one place. And I can see how God had given him this vision, like, you know, bring the word of God to life for this new generation. And so that they can find it interesting to really just get to know me as God. And I totally get that. But I do think that there is a fine line between bringing the gospel and the word of God to life to just straight up entertainment. And what we do know about Pastor Mike is that he was in the music industry or he thought that he was going to be in the music industry. And he actually served in the music ministry at Transformation Church before he became the pastor. And so I do think that there is a little bit of a spirit of entertainment and it just wants to entertain. And that's where being locked in with the Holy Spirit 100,000% of the time has to be the case, especially for somebody like him on such a large platform and anybody that is teaching the word of God and just trying to be a light in this world for all of us that are pioneers and servant leaders. That's why we need to be like 
best friends with Holy Spirit so that Holy Spirit can guide us and tell us like, nah, you don't need to put this on social media just to go viral. You don't need to do this in your sermon just to go viral. I'll put you in front of the people that you need to be put in front of. And so I do think that with some of some of the things that Pastor Mike has done in the past, it is definitely a bit more entertaining. And because I can see that he loves the Lord, I just, I'm not going to say that it's not about the gospel for him. I'm going to say that his entertainment or his desire to entertain can definitely be a distraction. And I loved that in his apology, he said, you know, he doesn't want to be a distraction and his goal was never to be a distraction. Which leads me into our second point, and that is making decisions as pioneers in Christ and as servant leaders in Christ, making decisions without the guise of the Holy Spirit. If you watch the video at all, I feel like he was kind of wrestling a little bit, like he kind of had the angel on one shoulder and the demon on the other shoulder, like do it or don't do it. Like that's kind of what I was seeing. And then looking at his brother, you could see that his brother was just kind of like, I know this man is not about to do what I think he's about to do. Like, I don't think he's going to take it that far. And yet when I watch Pastor Mike, I think a lot of people were looking at his brother. But when I watch Pastor Mike's behavior on the stage, I'm thinking, is he going back and forth in his mind? Like, Holy Spirit, is this what you want me to do? Do you want me to go forward with this? And I think that might have been the place that he was in at that point. Like, did he listen to Holy Spirit? and go forward with this? Or did he listen to something else and go forward with this? And I'm going to have to go with the latter is that he maybe listened to his flesh and decided to go forward with it because he felt as though, oh, I have to make the whole, I have to drive the whole point home. And I believe that in that instant, he chose to go with his free will and make the choice without fully consulting Holy Spirit in that moment. And the only reason I come to that conclusion is because of his apology. I believe that if he knew for a fact and he was standing firm in the fact that Holy Spirit was like, yeah, go ahead and do this. He would not have apologized in the way that he did apologize. He said, all right, you know, I looked back at the film and it was disgusting. And I apologize for doing that. And I never wanted to be a distraction. And for most of us as leaders, as pioneers, we all know, like if we know God told us to do something, we're going to be unapologetic about it and we'll come, we'll come forth and we'll explain that. And so that's why I truly believe that he knows that he made a mistake in that moment and he knows that he did not do what he did on that in the pulpit, basically under the guise of Holy Spirit. And our second point leads me into our last point that as pioneers and servant leaders in Christ, we have to remain humble at all times. Like humility should be our middle names. I wholeheartedly believe that because of the apology that he made and the way that he made the apology, I truly do believe that this was something that humbled him. And going back to point number one about entertainment and ministry and how there is a fine line where the gospel is not entertainment. It is the truth, period. And I believe that this was something that God used to humble him and to let him know like, okay, it's okay for you to be entertaining in a sense, but you can never get so far ahead of yourself. You can know, you can never think so far 
of yourself or so much of yourself to think that you could even go that far. Like, yeah, we know it was disgusting. And because we should always remember that pastors are human too, I'm not looking at him as somebody who is just so holier than thou. I'm looking at him as a human being who made a mistake. And I truly do believe that he loves the Lord. If you've ever watched his sermons or his series, I truly do believe he loves the Lord. But let's not get it twisted. Just as much as a regular everyday Christian, a regular everyday servant leader, a regular everyday Victoria Grace needs deliverance, a pastor needs deliverance as well. And you got to know that with somebody as high up as he is, especially in the media. We've talked about this before. We know that Satan runs the media. And so with someone like Pastor Mike, he has to always make sure that he's guarding his eye gate and his ear gates, that he is one on one with God. And we know that pastors fall like that's my whole point here, too. Like we are all human at the end of the day. And that's why I am not going to judge him for that. That's why I'm not going to say, you know, I'm never going to listen to another Mike Todd sermon again. But I also think that this is just another point that I hadn't really written down, but I also think that that is why we should not be looking at pastors as if they are God or as if they are just, oh, holier than thou. We should be looking at them as ministers or people who have been chosen by God to preach his word. That's it. Like they are not God. Okay. And so with that being said, that's why you must know God for yourself. That's why you must know exactly who God is for yourself. Get a relationship with God for yourself so that you can go to him instead of listening to all of the naysayers on social media that talk about that are now talking about Christianity in just such this bad light because he is somebody with such a huge platform. And so again, I'm going to say again that I really do love the fact that he said I never meant to be a distraction because unfortunately that's exactly what the enemy has turned this into a distraction from the main purpose of his sermon about visualization and clarity and actually having the vision to see things the way God wants you to see him. This is exactly what the enemy want and unfortunately he's gotten it and he has slithered his way on in to cause more confusion to cause chaos and to just wreak havoc in the body of Christ and so I do really feel like Pastor Mike is apologetic about that because I think that he sees that. And so I want to say as a leader and as a pioneer you will make mistakes. I have made mistakes. You will make mistakes and you will see other people make mistakes. And I wanted to share, you know, I'm almost made the biggest mistake, which almost cost me my ministry and my business. And not just that, but my mental as well, because the spiritual attacks were so tough. I couldn't even explain it to you, but I literally almost lost all of that because I was moving outside of the will of God. I was moving too fast and I thought that I knew that I, what I was doing. And instead, I allowed a snake into my camp, which literally almost spewed all all of its venom into every aspect that it possibly could of my business. All of these things were said to me and about me and about my business. And a lot of things were copied and taken away from my business. And then months later, I guess God convicted this person so much that they had to contact me, send me a long email about how they were wrong. And God showed them that they were wrong. 
But at that point, you know, that's that. (laughs) And I just say that to say that, you know, I could have allowed that mistake to truly keep me on my butt to truly keep me stagnant and stuck, but instead I decided to keep going. So I just want to encourage you of two things today as we close out. And number one is that if you have made a mistake and you are feeling guilt or shame about that thing, please just go to God and ask him for peace and rest in that area. Of course, repent, tell him you're sorry for going outside his will or whatever it was that you did, or just going outside of anything that he said, you know, making a decision without him. But most importantly, ask him to give you peace and rest in that area, you know, peace and rest in that area so that you can continue forward in being the servant leader that he's called you to be so that you can go forward in being the pioneer that he's called you to be so that you can impact the lives that he has called you to impact. Do not allow allow a mistake to be a door that opens shame and guilt and anything else that the enemy wants to bring your way to keep you down and keep you stagnant because that's literally what I almost did. And I'm so happy that I did not do that. And number two is if you see any of your peers, if you see somebody else who you believe has a heart after God's own heart, truly, truly not somebody that we're saying that's fake or false, but somebody that's truly has a heart after God's own heart, then pray for them. Don't judge them. Don't engage and talk about them. Engage in being a light. If you're going to engage in that talk, try to find the bright side and just help that person get through that thing the best way you can, whether it's somebody like Pastor Mike or whether somebody at your local church or at your local, you know, food pantry. I don't know. You know better than I know. And so those are the last two things that I want to leave with you. And really drive home this topic of tackling mistakes as servant leaders and pioneers in Christ. It's not easy to be a servant leader and it's for sure not easy to be a pioneer. As a pioneer, you don't have a blueprint. You don't have anybody going before you. You are new to this thing. You are most likely doing this thing alone. And so it's not easy and God knows that it's not easy and he knows that you're going to make mistakes. He knows that you're going to need him. And so all he needs you to do is need him. And lean on him. And so I pray that this message and this episode of the Successful Servant Leader Podcast was a blessing to you. And share this with somebody. Share this with somebody who you know might like this, who needs this. I will see you guys in the next episode.